1: Podcasts.
0: This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at Clip it TV. This episode is also brought to you by fightingforphilly.com. You bleed Philadelphia, so wear Philadelphia. Use the promo code BGNR20 to take 20% off of your order. Hats, T-shirts, hoodies, and more. Check them out at Fighting for Philly. That's F I G H T I N F O R Philly.com. You're listening to BGN Radio. I think we're open
1: to trading up. I think we're open to trading down uh, if it was compelling because we do like being in the top 10. That's why we moved up in the first place. Uh, at the same time, we're very ready to pick a date.
0: You have uh, made it along with this to episode number 159, and we are ever so close to the draft, which means we're very close to the draft party itself. I tell you right now, it is Monday night as we're recording this. I've got some good news from our friends at the ATLS Apparel. They have extended the deadline. It was supposed to end on Monday, uh, today at noon, and they're going to extend that to Thursday now, Thursday at 2 p.m. So if you missed out on our awesome uh, BGN Philly Influencer t-shirts for the draft party, uh, you can still get them and we'll have the link here and also in SoundCloud and everywhere else. Plus, we also want to welcome our new sponsor, FightingForPhilly.com. That's Fighting4FOR. Uh, uh, the Fighting part doesn't have the G, so FightingForPhilly.com. They also have everything. They're 4 for 4 store. All the apparel, they've got hats, they got t-shirts, they probably have underpants at some point, uh, but definitely go check them out if you're listening to this uh, or uh, well, you know anywhere out there in the internet waves. All you have to do, at the end of your order, BGNR20, the promo code, 20% off any of the stuff that is going on there, just like we said at the beginning uh, of the promo there. So welcome aboard uh, the Fighting for Philly crew. They're awesome. Follow them on Twitter at FightingForPhilly.com as well and uh let's get right into it gentlemen as we welcome back uh the the actually the same crew it seems like the, the same crew uh keeps coming back uh, and then we welcome Mr. James Elster from 975 the fanatic James what's happening buddy how are you
1: John it wouldn't be a true BGN introduction if you didn't mention underpants or diapers or something along those lines so yeah it's true i, I feel good it's true i'm 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 excited about the party man we're
0: about to get party get wild I'm, uh, I'm very jazzed. We're uh, Me and Sean are going to, uh, Sean Brace, of course, from Philly Influencer, we're going to go over all the uh, gadgets and making sure we can actually do a live broadcast and, you know, get ready. And, oh, by the way, uh, before I introduce uh, the handsome Matt Daring, uh, this just happened. So $3 Bud Lights all night. Uh, that's from Nick's, Nick's Roast Beef uh, on the Northeast. So, uh, again, 2010 Cotman uh, Avenue in the Northeast. That's where we're going to be Thursday night, 7 p.m. Get there early, too, if you want to be. I mean, I think me and BLG are going to be there at 11 a.m., Uh, and I'm going to start drinking around 3 just to get it all amped up. So, oh, I'm going to start my...
1: drinking at 11 a.m. I thought that was yeah. – no? Yes? Yeah, well, yeah,
0: no, yeah, absolutely. 11 a.m. is, is, is totally acceptable, and if you want to be there at 11 a.m., spend all day, all night, we can do that, too. If you've got the nerves like my next friend and co-host and cohort, uh, who is preparing uh, a VIP list of guests as we speak right now that we'll have on the Twitter.com over at bgnr or bgn underscore radio, Mr. Matt Daring? What's happening, pal?
2: I cannot wait. Just got confirmation: LeBron James might be coming. <laughs> so
0: the list is growing and growing and growing. So uh, John Apatow, I hear, is 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 possibly considering it. Lady Gaga. May might be confirm, com, uh, confirming any day now, so we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah, so the
2: uh, the guy from the Harris potato chip commercials, but not the Hairs. <laughs> Plus,
0: guy.
1: John, I heard I heard Steve Mason will be there because he will be free that day.
0: Too soon? Uh yes. Uh, no, too not too, not too soon. As uh, Flyers have uh, gone down three zero in the series for that. So again, you know, uh, win it for Ed my ass is is basically what's happening here. But we're yeah, we're very excited for the draft party. More importantly, uh, we are very excited. That the Eagles have finally found some competition at the punter position, baby. Welcome, welcome, former. Uh, what do we? A former Jets? Is that right? Former Jets punter, uh, Mr. Ryan Quigley, has uh, has been signed by the Eagles. Uh, you know, kind of a throwaway move considering everything else that was going on here. Uh, I'm not going to have any punter takes on this show, but I figured that was worth a mention. More importantly, uh, the you know two things that we're going to go over. Uh, the schedule came out. I don't think we want to really want to do a win-loss thing. It came out even earlier than last year. I know everybody kind of does the win-loss, but I think it's important to kind of go through it, see where we the, think there's going to be some tough stretches, and why why again and again this this draft is is very important, especially in the first round here. But uh, James, you know, Doug and Howie had their press conference today. They made themselves available. They kind of do this every every year, of the week before the draft. Or um, you know. It's it's lying season. There were some good questions that were asked here and there. Did you take any away uh, anything away from it?
1: Yeah, I actually thought Doug was a little bit more forthcoming than than maybe Howie wanted him to be. It seemed like Doug was willing to get loose on a few of the topics. I, I thought, you know, and and I'm a uh, a noted not a fan of Howie. We all know, but uh, I, I thought that Howie handled himself well as far as it goes. I thought he did a good job in terms of you know being what 10 days out from a draft and and you know kind of putting his cards out there without putting them out there I, I thought how he actually did a good job and and I thought he answered the questions well um you know I think we just continually see I think the biggest takeaway is is Peterson is just not a guy who's going to be good in front of the media. I mean, over and <laughs> yeah. over and over. I mean, what else can you take away from this guy? He's terrible. I mean, he's just... I mean, and today might have been his best performance in front of the media, and, and that's saying something. So, um, you know, I didn't take too much away. I thought some of the answers on, on how he viewed the quarterbacks was kind of interesting. I thought he was a little bit, again, a little bit looser with, you know, kind of diagramming all the Carson Wentz stuff and all that. I thought maybe... He, Uh, you know maybe put a little bit more out there than the Eagles would like in general but you know I think it's hard to take too much away I think that you know clearly I think Howie knew Howie was very measured in what he said and didn't really give anything away so I don't think we got any real you know deeper insight on who they're gonna draft what position they're gonna target I, I do think though you know just reading through it all obviously the Fletcher Cox stuff I think that Again, I don't think we can take anything that Howie says, you know, without a grain of salt, as it were. But if I had to guess from what I heard today, my guess is that they're going to stay at eight and they're going to take the best player on the board.
0: Yeah. I, I And Matt's favorite thing ever, because uh, they finally <laughs> somebody asked him. I can't remember who, but uh, they, you know, to, to see if Ronnie Stanley can be Gardy McBeef and with with open <laughs> arms, I think. I think Doug Doug had answered a uh, yeah he's uh, versatile enough to play guard. Which quote first of all, unquote
1: he said I think he can. He said I think he can. No, I
0: do. I do. I, I just think offensive lineman. It's just uh, you know uh, you can't have enough of them. The little engine that could play guard. <laughs> which uh, again I I think Ben's on this train too. He he definitely cannot, and he can he probably can't even really play tackle at the NFL level. But yeah, Matt. I mean, anything that you kind of took away from uh, from the press conference at all? Yeah, I guess. Um, well, they had a couple of things.
2: Uh they had like uh they had like a little moment where they were both like, Yeah, we'd love Tunsil And then they um <laughs> uh what was the other thing? Oh right. Uh Howie was just very much like like that's as close to a no as you're gonna get when they asked if they were thinking about trading down. And, you know, he was basically yeah. like, No. And so I really I think, think he
1: that- said he has to be a very com- very compelling offer and emphasized very
2: very compelling. Like we're talking like not like Dear John compelling, but like, the most, <laughs> you know, I, I, for all you sports fans out there. So um, <laughs> I, I think that uh, this is my this is my go to analogy from now on. I'm going to use this personally and professionally. Um, so, Nicholas
1: Sparks would be proud. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so
2: I think that I mean, that to me was the big takeaway. And that's good. That's sort of what I want to hear, which is why I liked it so much. Uh, is that they are not planning on trading down, and I don't think they should. So um, that, to me, was uh, was probably my biggest takeaway. Uh, I'm trying to think if they really covered anything else. I don't even think they really addressed like you know what positions do you think are strong or not. I mean, can you remember anything like that? Uh, and those are usually like like some generalities that they're comfortable speaking in. Um, but I don't think they really talked about it, covered it this time around. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was all in all uh, nothing really to it. Uh, Doug's sort of like a big, big doofus, isn't he? Um, <laughs> yes. And doesn't seem like they're trading down. So there yeah. you go.
0: It's, uh, well, uh, it, I, ask- well, first of all, James, am I the only one that thought when when Matt was referencing Dear John that I thought the Judd Hirsch show, like in the eighties?
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course, that was exactly
0: <laughs> okay. what I. I okay. mean, okay. my parents might tell you talking about. Yeah. yeah, and, and the I I beauty 28 of twenty eight years old. <laughs> what the, the hell be- are you talking? You about? You don't remember well, Dear John? Dear John was on NBC for like five or seven a good amount of time.
1: Yeah, it was on for a while. Anyway. But but the thing is, is the reason Matt did that was because it was a a, a tease for later in the show when we announced that Nicholas Sparks will be attending the party as well.
0: That's true. Um, Damn it, James. But, gotta, That's, not, that's what, not a teaser. That's just giving away information. I know. That's on
1: me. My bad. But uh, one thing, a uh, uh, point Matt was making there about how they didn't really kind of emphasize that. Any position was particularly strong. There was one quote again that kind of leads to me thinking again what Matt said that how he's not trading back nor going to give up a lot to trade up was was he did say at one point where he said that it, we're fortunate to not have any gaping holes on the team, which you know you could argue with, but but that's the way he phrased it, saying and, and essentially saying that because of that they're not forced to to tr- reach anywhere on a particular position. So you know that that's what you want to hear. Who knows if it's true or not, but. You know, as far as it goes, I think that was the closest we got to a a, you know, we're okay at, at certain positions type of comment. I think I would agree
0: with that. I don't I know I've heard a lot of kind of kind of uh, a bunch of different statements in the past week from a bunch of different people where they're saying like, yeah, mediocre. sure it's a mediocre team? But I don't I don't think there's at least at this point, but I don't see any humongous holes like, oh my god, you have to draft to this because they, you know, supposedly to well, that's that's putting a lot of faith in the in the free agency signings too, but Going into this, I, I don't think they have any gaping holes. Do you, Matt?
2: Uh, yeah, I do. Where at? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Having fun the night. Uh, running back. Uh, I'm I waiting with not... bated
1: breath. Uh, yeah. Well, go. there
2: you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think running back to me. I sort of look at that and I'm like, "Well, who?" And I, you know, I understand that the plan is to fill it in the draft at some point and probably try to work that guy in early and often and probably double dip while we're at it. And then after, you know, even then, supplement it with some of the guys who are still on the street. But I think that when I look at the running back group, I'm just like, oh, boy. Like, it's Ryan Matthews who, well, you know, as good as he can be and is like, yeah, if he's healthy as it is, like, that's a legit injury concern. And he he got hurt last year. You know, and he played through it some, sometimes. Uh, you know, he's been hurt, like, a lot. He's just a very injured guy. And I don't blame him. He has a tough job. But, you know, then it's Darren Sproles and then it's Kenyon Barner. Like, that to me is not, like, an acceptable group. We're not just talking about, like, depth here. We're talking about, like, like, who's the starter? You know, is is Ryan Matthews really going to be running 25 times a game? Like, yeah, for three games. But after that, like, I'm not really sure what's going on there. So I think that if I had to guess, I would say that the biggest hole in the roster, it's not backup center. All right? I just want to get that out there. It's not <laughs> not in a backup it's center. Not who, okay. It's not who's going to play right tackle in two
0: years. The biggest hole in this roster right now is running back. All roads lead to Zeke. That's why. That's why we can have these conversations, and we have, and we will continue to do for the next week. But that's, I'm, that's how I feel about it now. I mean, like we're, BLG and and Ben were kind of on that train like at thirteen, and I think it took me, it took me about a week and a half to kind of come around to it. But yeah, I mean, like that is, after everything's all, all the dust has settled, that's still that's still the the one for me. And you know, I I don't understand I'm, I'm Bob Gross, and God bless him. Uh, this is the other thing that I don't understand with with Cox, and then I'll I'll give my my viewpoints on uh, some of the some of the press conference here. But the why why does this keep coming up? Like the, the gross today said, don't be surprised if the Eagles trade Fletcher Cox to move up in the draft. But what we'll player one to attend minicamp? What on earth? Why again? Why would you want to trade the best player on your team for an okay quarterback? It doesn't add up to me, and I don't understand why people try and I don't know keep. They keep trying to flame this, uh put some gasoline on this thing. And uh, is it James? You make it. Is that making you worried at all, James? That that might actually happen? We're all going to be sitting there enjoying ourselves, drinking beers, enjoying meeting everybody at the draft party, and then all of a sudden they announce that there's a, there's a trade that has been with, made with San Diego or <laughs> whoever it might be, and it's Fletcher Cox like a first rounder and whatever to move up to there.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I really don't though. Like I, I, I like. It it would be it would floor me if that happened. I, it would be it would be about as shocking as as anything since I don't know Chip Kelly got fired before the last game of the season. You know it it really would be a a real shock. I, I think that I think that Cox is in their long term plans, and even if he weren't, I don't think that they would trade him to move up in this draft, in this particular draft, at that particular spot. And and look, one thing you said does have to be be kind of dissected there in the sense that we might not think that, that Goff or Wentz or whoever is a franchise quarterback. All that really matters is whether Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman think he is, or they are. Um, but again, I, I still don't think, I think, and I said this on the last podcast, I think that with everything they've done this offseason, every move that Howie has made, it would just feel very antithetical to, to what they've done and what the the seeming, you know, we don't know if they really have a plan, but if, they, if, if you could infer from the moves what the quote-unquote plan would be, you know, giving away a bunch of draft picks or an asset like Fletcher Cox to move up a few spots to get a Wentz or Goff doesn't really jive with everything we've seen. So, yeah, I mean, I look is it possible sure anything's possible but uh, I I would be I'd be really surprised if it went down that
0: way yeah and um, yeah we don't have to keep continuing that I just it's it's weird that it just kind of even after we talked about it last week, there's these things that just kind of float up into there. Uh, Keep
1: coming up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, John. It's, it, it's it's really weird. You shouldn't hear your best player being mentioned so consistently in these types of, of things. You know, and I'm trying
0: to, and Matt, I'm even just trying to think. I was like, okay, wait, what if this came from the front office and this is like a negotiating tactic? But like, you're a week away from the draft. It's not like they're going to end up trading you after it. I, you know, so I, I just. I, I i don't know what you do you have has that changed your mind at all do you think that's a possibility no no i mean i just don't when know they where it comes from then
2: I, well, I have no idea i mean who knows but um
0: there's nothing there's nothing
2: glib like there was a very ar- earnest response when they said he's in our long-term plans there was no like but we'll see you know <laughs> or like who knows like right now he's an eagle there's Nothing like that. Nothing whatsoever. There was no. He's our starting defensive tackle for the next thousand years. There was. It was just a very. It seemed like it was a very earnest, straightforward. Like yes, he will be on this team. Uh, and and you know, I think that like once again, I think that you know maybe I'm just being a, a credulous idiot, but like to me, that does. It seems like that's a no brainer. That he is absolutely not going anywhere. You know, there was no hedging whatsoever. This was just like either they straight up just lied. Um, without like any sort of anything, and then they'll just have to pull. Well, things change later, or you know th- they're telling the truth. But I-, I just feel like, well, it doesn't seem like Doug would be a very good liar, so I'm gonna go with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's been true. And that true. sucks, and that's why all those rumors about whatever him uh, him banging his secretary, or no. whatever, whatever, whatever was going on. That's why it's like it's a it's virtually impossible for that you know to have, to, to to be true or whatever. So. Um,
1: well, one great thing, one great thing from uh, as a sports radio producer, Doug saying I like to put my hands on them today was was gold for drop oh well, There I'll you go. You Bam.
0: Perfect. Yeah. So just to put a bow on the on the press conferencing and, you know, it's it's weird that how he kind of says all this stuff. And yet this is the other thing that I keep seeing, especially in the BGN comments. And maybe I just need to stop reading the comments. Why the hell? I, people are still in favor of trading back like and I, I it amazes me. How in the past, like couple of weeks, it's gone from like you can't draft Zeke to oh my god, what if Dallas drafts him? To at that point, just trade back and get get go get Lynch in an offensive line. <laughs> like I'm like oh my god, my like, guys, this is it's a it's a top it's a top ten pick. Like you don't trade out of a top ten pick. That's that's what's kind of keeps circulating too. The second thing that we actually haven't talked about yet, which made huge news. Is that the fact that the Rams had traded up with Tennessee for uh you know, a big price, which again is you know, it's it's still kind of how, how can they get that deal at fifteen and the Eagles can at twenty. It still blows my mind. It still blows my mind. I'm still I'm still upset about it. But uh I, I, I think that changes somewhat of the dynamic of the draft. Uh, because and and I don't know, Matt, if you think that it's gonna change how the players drop and fall. Like if the if the quarterbacks end up going one two I, you know, I guess that kind of slides it down a little bit, but I don't expect tuncel to drop or any of these other guys to drop. Do you expect now that to kind of change uh, where the players are going to end up being? Like, do they do the Eagles have a shot at one of these guys that maybe you didn't think they had before? Well, if, it, if they
2: did, I don't think it would be because of the trade. So I guess that would be a no. Uh, if I'm parsing this question correctly, but yes. um, I do, I don't think I don't really think that that tra- that changed a lot. I do want to point out that the number 43 overall pick in the 2016 NFL Draft will now have been used twice to replace Nick Foles. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there. There you go. Uh, <laughs> How y'all doing? Um, so no, I don't really think it changes anything. I think if any of these guys were going to have fallen to us you know, sort of serendipitously. And, you know, like I said last time, I guess you do have to wonder when a guy starts to tumble. Uh, but, you know, it would probably be because of, you know, Zeke's, uh, you know, propensity for party drugs or Joey Bosa's propensity for Zeke's party drugs or... <laughs> um, <laughs> or Joey, uh, Bosa. <laughs> Joey Bosa! Joey yeah, Bosa, I don't know. Uh, so uh, then, um, or Miles Jack's knee, you know, that's another thing to be worried about. Uh, Or you know possibly something not checking off off the field with Tunsil that we're not really privy to, but you know stuff like that you you know maybe you have to think about that a little bit more. But I don't think that um, I don't think this really changes anything. I mean, just realistically speaking, beforehand, uh, you know, there's always going to be a quarterback going in the before the Eagles picked and probably two. And in fact, you might even look at it like nothing's really changed because somebody was bound to trade up for this pick anyway. So. I think just the fact that the Rams waited, you know, two full weeks before the draft announced that they were going to be the ones trading up.
0: I don't really think that changes very much for me. James, any uh, thoughts on that? Actually, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting that, you know, you're hearing all these different reports on Miles Jack, which, which is, uh, it's is still my favorite player in this draft, regardless. But the, you know, I'm starting to think that he could be the guy that maybe even bounces out of the first round type of worry. And I don't know if that's because of. Yeah, I I think I can't remember who said it. Day might have been even been Adam Schefter. It's like people aren't sure if he's gonna play ten games or ten years. So, or was that Bowen? I I can't. I just remember it across my uh coming across my notifications somewhere today. So I apologize if I don't exactly know who that is. But regardless, you know, is is he the guy that's, that's that that he to me now is is maybe off of a lot of pores because if it, and I don't know if that's uh, to try and get him to a certain team or not like are they trying to make him fall to Philadelphia or farther down the line where he would fit better uh, I, I don't know it, it, it is lying season it is all that but do you think that that more or less might change a, a lot of things and how that falls in the top 10
1: I mean, I think it would if that were the case, but I don't think that he's going to fall like that. I think, you know, we're hearing the red check and the knee and all that stuff. I think that at least from what we've heard, it doesn't, you know, appear. it appears like at least it's kind of an interpretation thing, if nothing else, where I think that there will be teams high enough that will take a shot on him because... I'm like you, John. I think he is the best football player in this draft. Uh, personally, if I had the number one overall pick, you know, uh, take all that whole stuff out of it. If I had the number one overall pick, I'd pick him. I don't care that he's just a linebacker, you know, in theory. Um, I think he's an amazing football player and a smart football player. Um, so I ultimately, I honestly don't think he's going to fall that far. If he falls to eight, sure, I would snatch him up. I'm not that worried about the knee. Um, I think the tonsil thing is interesting too because uh, you know Peterson, that was probably the most effusive outside of his, his Wentz love that he, he showed today. He was pretty clear, saying that Laramie Tunsil is the best tackle in this draft, and, and you know, not equivocating, not like, oh, Stanley. You know, you assume that that when Stanley's the one, they were far more likely to get based on where they are if they were to get one. You know, he was like, oh, Stan, You know, Stanley's good. He's exposed, blah up. But then he goes and says, Tunsil, he's clearly the best tackle in this draft, and didn't equivocate. So I thought that was interesting as well. But look, if, if a Tunsil, a Jacker, or, or Jalen Ramsey, or someone like that falls, because a the Rams move up to one and take Goff, and then someone trades into two, hopefully not the Eagles, to take once. yeah, I think things could change a little bit. Uh, but ultimately, you know, especially because like, you know, you always see those teams, whether it's like you know, the Raiders of years past or this or that or whatever, who who might just, you know, be like, DeForest Buckner's our guy. We'd take him first or whatever it is. You know, I feel like there will be one pick in those top seven where you're like, ah, shit, really? You know, where'd that come from? So I, I, I do think that that will help what yeah, exactly. Something like that. You know, sure. I could totally see it being them. Um, so I do think that it will ultimately fall where uh, at eight, you're there, you're, there are guys on the board who who you're happy with and, and maybe didn't expect possibly to, to be there. Um, but either way, I think that, you know, going back to what you were saying before, John, about, you know, why it couldn't happen last year. I think that it, it, that's really the key and, and why I don't want the Eagles to trade up. I, I think that, the reason that the Eagles couldn't trade up last year is because Mariota and Winston really were those generational type of quarterback talents, and and every year we see guys overdrafted, whether it's it's Christian Ponder or Jake Locker or whoever it is, they're all these guys who always go higher than they should strictly because it's the most important position in the game, and it, and it's critical to fill it, and when you get that high in the draft, and that's what I worry about with the Eagles, looking at us it, like, we're at eight, we never picked this high, we gotta find a way to get up or use what we can to, to, to get the guy, and, and I think that this year, I I Think that we're overrating these guys strictly because they are the best available. Yeah. And
0: that's my worry. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that for the most part. And uh, I, how about this first scenario? This is uh, Matt found this earlier today. Michael Fabiano. He's like, so how about this first scenario? Los Angeles goes golf at one, Philly trades up for Wentz at two, and then trades Bradford to San Francisco <laughs> and Chip Kelly. Then San Francisco trades Kaepernick to Denver. Uh, now that would be. Is that,
1: that why Michael Michael Fabiano is a fantasy guy and not a? Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> and then there's some dude at the bottom's like, yeah. De- and then Denver trades Sanchez to uh, the Jets, uh, Fitzpatrick to the Bills. It's chaos. That that would uh, that would be interesting. I'd also be very pissed off. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm I'm very much how James feels about everything. I know you we don't. We're not going to rehash this for the millionth time, but I just don't want them trading up for one of these quarterbacks. I think it's just a. a a wasted, a wasted effort. I, I and it doesn't look. It doesn't matter how the Eagles feel about them. That's just that's doesn't uh, you know. It's just not, in my opinion. That's it would be an awful. It'd be an awful draft party if that happened. What's not awful though, and we're gonna get into the, the schedule is finally released. But I want to remind everybody out there uh, that uh, the number one hottest app that is available on your phones right now is Clipit. It is literally live television. In the palm of your hand, as you can scroll through anything that you're watching, say you're the NFL Network, if there's a flub, if there's an interesting thing you want everybody to see, you can go back, you can clip a live 30-second HD clip and uh, put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, wherever you are, uh, watch it, clip it, share it. It is just that easy. Uh, what is not going to be easy, gentlemen, at least in my opinion, we're going to go over the schedule here. Uh, I'm not going to do the win-loss thing, but uh, let's, just, let's just start at the beginning. I don't think it's too bad. The uh, Cleveland Browns uh, opening day here, Matt, uh, along with uh, you know. Then they travel to Chicago week two, Steelers at home, and then the bye week four, which is uh, I don't know. It, I, I I hate the bye as a football fan that early. Uh, but uh, what do you think of the first four games of this of this schedule here, Matt? Oh, they're four zero, oh, no problem. <laughs> Done.
2: Okay, four zero. Oh. Put it on the board. I mean, look, Cleveland. They have precious little going on for them, and they got rid of some of it, which was a very strange thing to have happen. Uh, You know, Chicago. um, Monday Night Football,
0: by the way, second game. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And, uh, I mean, we don't usually play that well at Soldier Field because nobody does, including the Bears. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) uh, that's going to be a tough one, and that one won't be very much fun for me personally because I live in Steelers country, uh, so that will not be – Oh, that will not be a fun time for me. I'll have people being randomly rude to me again, uh, which I never like. Luckily, it only comes once every four years. Uh, last time I lived with the worst guy, he was the worst. Uh, well, <laughs> the anyway. worst guy, was um, the worst. He was the worst. <laughs> me. Uh, you ever meet those people who just, just yammer at you Dude. and you just say whatever? Yes. He was, he was the worst. Yeah, he's just one of those guys just like, yeah, today I was at work and they made me do something. I'd be like, oh, you're a shithead, aren't you? And he'd be like, yeah. And then they had to do it. Man, anyway, uh, shouts to Matt, Matt something, uh, who I lived with for a year. Um, <laughs> Then the, the Lions game. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh wait, who's on, on, on the Lions on, hold,
0: on, hold on, hold on. We're not to the – we're just to the, the first four weeks here. What is oh, well, it?
2: then they're going to – they're sweeping the bye. That's uh, the uh, bye they got the, the bags. There you
0: um, go. I, James, also kind of interesting. I think this is the first time in a long time where they have – preseason with the Steelers and then also play them like you know 4 weeks after that uh but what do you make of the first uh, part of the schedule
1: Well John uh, the Steelers game's actually on my uh 35th birthday so that's a guaranteed loss hey! Yeah there you go Sadly that's a guaranteed loss I'm sure because um you know that's the way birthdays go um, <laughs> But no John I don't know I I am not that high on on this team I I think like I looked again, I'm not doing the, you know, win loss, win loss, win loss, but it feels like a six seven win team to me. I know that the division's terrible, so you know, could they win eight nine games? Sure. Um I think like look let me put it this way. When I look at the schedule, the Browns game is the only one I feel like I'm sure they'll win. And even then,
0: oh, I, don't I don't know. I don't feel that.
1: No, I, look, I'm not saying it in the sense that yes, there are other games that they'll win based on the schedule, the way things work out. There, like I just said, I think there are seven, eight, eight win teams, six win teams, somewhere in there. My point is, is that I don't look at the schedule and look at the teams on it and and look at each game and say, ah, oh, the Eagles are better than that team. I mean, do you? I, I, they're probably better than the Bears, I guess. But like, but how much better? In in Chicago, John Fox is a good coach. I mean. You know, I don't think they. It's an automatic win. Like I, I just don't look at the schedule other than the Browns game and say, "All right, they're much better than that team." Like you know, sure, could like I said, I think they'll win six or seven games, but I can't look at the schedule and say that's a win. You know, I, I just, I can't. Where where can you? What do you look at the schedule other than that Browns game and say they're much better than that team?
0: Uh, I, The two Washington games, I feel good about those.
1: Why? Washington the... swept them last year. Why why would you think that they'd be better than Washington this year and Washington swept them last year?
0: Because it's an up-and-down division, and it always happens, right. and they're going to go, like, you know, and, and but Washington. But
1: that's, but that's my point, John. That's what I'm saying. Washington's I'm not, not dropping like,
0: in the top five this year. That's why I feel that but they're they, going to get Sure, through.
1: but I'm saying but i'm saying they could, sure they could beat washington sure but my po- i'm saying when you look at the schedule other than that browns game just because they're the browns is there a game on that schedule where you say they're winning that no matter what both giants games <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah they own the giants whatever the fa-
0: uh, I, I think, the, I, think if- the, I think the i think the falcons aren't going to be uh, i think they're they they still despite the Hawks the sucked last year and they lost to them last year. Right, too, there, didn't there was a lot of moving. What people don't understand about last right, year is there's but, a lot of moving. Pause. The thing about
2: last year was that the last year the Eagles sucked too.
0: Yes. Right. right and, of but my
1: point is they could suck again this year too. And even if, like, what's the fun not, in that? I'm, what is the fun in that? <sighs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I'm just, I'm just saying. My like, point is just more that I don't, I don't think it's a great. You know, it's like sure they could win eight games, nine games. Sure, I just, I can't look at the schedule right now and say they're beating that team
0: other than Cleveland. I think that this, see, this, what I think throughout this entire thing, and like, look, we're going good the whole, whole schedule. The only crux of like, oh shit, is the the last three games or the last two games in November, and then you have Cincinnati starting off that next Sunday, so. The Seahawks, Packers, and Bengals, I think literally everybody has said that. So you go from a late game to a Monday night game to an early game uh, all on short weeks. That's going to be, yeah, west coast to, to east coast to the Midwest is not, not a good combination there. But everything else I don't think is outlandish. You know, I think the, the, the Steelers, are really sure that could cause a problem. The Vikings a, a little later on in the season, you know, almost almost midway. Whatever, you got two division games after that, then the Falcons. I, I, again, I think this, uh, t- to me, Matt, I I I, I think that the, the defense is just still so underrated that I see n- at least, I see nine wins here, nine potential games that I would feel comfortable saying this team should be at least nine and seven. Again, so I don't, do you feel that way even before the draft or are you just kind of like, eh, whatever, we'll have to just wait and see?
2: No, I agree. I think that this team is really poised. You know, I think what they need is they need some stupid luck and they need some competent coaching. Because let's be honest, this was not a well-coached team last year uh, at all. And I really think that the coaching, you know, cost them a few games, uh, like a lot of games, like the games where they randomly put up one point somehow. You know, those are the types <laughs> of games that, uh, you, you know, you just really think like, Jesus Christ, like who is coaching this thing? So I think you come in here and even if Doug is just a guy, even if Doug is just like a guy and they cut to him on the sideline, and he's eating a salad and he looks scared. Like, I think that, you know, you're thinking about like, this is going to be like a real football team. Suddenly they might not suck so bad. And I think you combine that with the fact that this is a team that's like this team is stacked up front, man, like stacked. I don't know. I don't know that they have the edge rushers, but I think that like you, you don't find a guy like Fletcher Cox that you pair with two guys like Vinnie Curry and Brandon Graham. You know, you add in a guy like Benny Logan, you add in a guy like Michael Kendricks, who I think could be kind of fun if uh if Jim Schwartz decides he wants to go that way. Uh and and I think that, you know, what you're looking at here is this could this defense could like really go off. You know, they've they made a lot of changes in that back end. Uh they've got like um Uh, you know they well I guess I guess Carroll's back he'll probably be starting you know Rose gonna be a second year in the league I think that the defense could really help carry them a few places I don't know ultimately what that's going to really resent you know end up with uh, especially if the offense you know can't produce you know if they're only 10 percent better and I really think they should probably be closer to like 25 percent better i don't think that's too much to ask at all especially given some of the piss poor performances we saw last year uh but i think that you know this defense could really help carry this team to to some wins and you know i i would agree i would think that nine wins could definitely be within their reach you know if you're talking about like them going up against like low scoring teams you know like the vikings or uh you know, even the Seahawks—they struggled at times last year. You know, they got the Ravens on their schedule. I don't know, and then the Bears—like, I don't know what we i don't know what Bears team we were watching last. You were watching last year, James, but I don't think the Bears are any. No,
1: I think they're terrible. But, uh, but and you said John Fox is a good coach.
0: That's that's who take it out th- of your mouth.
1: Oh, I disagree. I think John F- I think the what he did with Tebow that year was was really
0: <laughs> impressive. That's he the was, only thing that holds on. That's the only thing that everybody holds on to. He choked. He chokes so much. Remember those Jake DeLone biscuit commercials? Those were pretty <laughs> yeah.
1: good. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's overrated. I, I think the John Fox hate is overrated. But regardless, my point is not that. I, yeah, sure, they're probably a better football team than the Bears. My point is, you could say without a shadow of a doubt, based on what we saw last season, and based on the, who's running this team and what we know about Doug Peterson as head coach, which is fucking zero, you're gonna tell me that they can go into Chicago on a Monday night, the second game of the season, and it's a lock. That's fucking stupid. It's stupid. I'm sorry. My point is not that.
0: where's saying lock? Who's saying that's lock? That's all, all I'm saying. Said, that's,
1: but that's my point. I'm not saying that. You're gonna put a, all
2: of my they, substantial wealth on the. <laughs> no, but that's, but that's,
1: but that was my point, guys. My point was that sure they could win. Who the hell? Who the hell can lock any of it in April? But that's, is what I'm but saying, but, but what I'm. Okay, but all all I said was when I look at the schedule, the only game that I feel really confident about is the Cleveland game. You disagree
0: with that? Uh, no, no, no. I I not at... well.
1: That's it. That's all I am saying. That's my point. Is that you look at the schedule? I think they could lose to every single team on that schedule, other than the Browns, and you could lose to anyone in the NFL. But I am just saying that that I I don't think like like you don't you can't look at the schedule and be like win 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 loss. Like I just I I, like I I think they could easily lose to the Bears on a Monday night in Chicago.
0: Yeah, no, I think they could too because they have a they have a like Matt was saying they have a terrible time there. It's been especially on a Monday or Sunday because the Eagles
1: aren't a good team like why why where did this because the defense this is our whole
0: point is what we just went through we said we think we people are underrating the defense of this team and i think the uh, uh, the way schwartz performs especially against a very stale chicago bears offense a very stale one would would be able to carry them through a lot of these games including detroit including minnesota whose offense is is fucking anemic at at times who's you know, against the Giants, who are begging to be turned over against, you know, a lot of these things. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you- I look at? I look at a lot of these. Other than Green Bay, which right now I will say April 18th at 10:38, the Eagles will beat the Packers, just because. <laughs> because everybody expects them to lose. That's the game they're going to win. That's the the Patriots game of this year, and they could be fucking seven and nine walking into it, or what? I don't even know, can't even do math or count the weeks right now, but. I, I think that they play. Look, they, they, it, they, it's the seventh easiest schedule in the NFL. So we're you. I mean, oh, you gotta come be, on,
1: that's meaningless. <laughs> are you kidding me? The seven, wait, you can't say it's easy. We don't know what any of these according, teams are be. According like, to the powers that be, it's the seventh easiest oh, schedule. Get, oh, the powers that be can you know suck me. Well, how many play? The, look, come they're on, they're maybe. playing. The powers that be, it's based on schedule. But the point is, how much have these teams changed from last year? Who In football, it's like, how many times have we seen a team? The Panthers were 7, 8, and 1. People were probably like, the year before, people were like, all right, they got the Panthers on the schedule. That's a good thing to have. And then they were 15 and 1s. You know I mean? The point is, is, is you can't say, like, I think it's silly to look at a schedule now and say, this is the seventh easiest schedule.
0: Who the fuck based knows? Based on last year's playing? I mean, yeah, well, exactly. right? well, What's the point of having any fun then, James? Turn off the pot. Jesus! <laughs> God Almighty. Well, th- with that argument, I'm saying, so, well, here's the lock. The fucking Eagles won't cover the seven and a half in Cleveland, which will start our first of the year, I guess, in the offseason. Let's ring the bell. Hit me! It's time to ring the bell. And play some bets. Hey! I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Oh. Here comes the money. And of course, uh, just as we are saying, uh, yeah, we are going to ring the bell. This is brought to you by fightingforphilly.com. Once again, everybody that's listening out there, uh, all you have to do, fighting for Philly, no G. BGNR 20. BGNR 20. 20% off of any purchase. That's hats, that's apparel, over at our new sponsor at fightingforphilly.com. Let's start there, gentlemen. Uh, it's never too early to bet. Uh, Cleveland Philadelphia home opener, James seven and a half on eight in April. <laughs> who are you, who are you taking in this one? Give
1: me those Cleveland Browns on Bleeding Browns radio, baby. <laughs> RG 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 three throws for three hundred and
0: runs for two hundred. Wow, Matt, uh, seven and a half birds opening week.
1: Uh, I don't
2: know if they'll be able to cover a spread that big. Is that the biggest one?
0: That is the biggest one. Oh no, it's it ties uh, Kansas City and San Diego.
2: Oh yeah, okay. Uh, boy, that's. I just have a hard time thinking that the that. I mean, I don't know. I think that they. I think they could easily win the game, but I do not know if they would be able. I mean, who knows if it's a three to ten game, a ten to three game, which could very easily be the. I sound like James right now. being such a James. Uh, <laughs> But you know, like I don't know i I guess I would have to take the Browns to cover, but the Browns aren't gonna win. Give me a break
0: yeah, I'll take the I'll take the Browns to cover and the Eagles to win. uh in honor of our old friend Mike Kay, we've got Jacksonville opening up their season against Green Bay as Aaron Rodgers comes down. uh they are Green Bay's four and a half point favorites uh four to four and a half. Well, who are you taking in that one to Mr. daring? uh
2: yeah uh, give me Green Bay. I mean, come on Jacksonville. Like, am I supposed to take them seriously? You know, they've got like, everyone's like going on about their like great offensive weapons, you know, and like garbage time Kings numbers one through four of last year. Like, give me a break. You know, Green Bay, that's a real football team. You know, Jacksonville is just like a team of people have all been yelled at by the same guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Green Bay over Jacksonville and the points, uh, James. Oh, wow. Uh
1: I think I'm gonna take the points as well. I like what they're
0: doing down there. Yeah. <laughs> you go oh you take wait. <laughs> I like, all right. Uh well let's <laughs> that was tongue cheek. I think we know. Right? Yes, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. I um let's go visit our old friend Chip Kelly, because this is uh this is probably I think the tightest, one of the tightest matchups of week one uh this far out in April as the newy uh well, the new rebirth of the oh they said, Well, Jesus, look at this. Vegas Insider has it still as St. Louis, and that's uh, they need to be fired immediately. The Los Angeles Rams. Wow,
1: that's a violation. Man.
0: Yes, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, w- this opened as a one-point favorite for the Rams against Chip Kelly's new uh, San Francisco 49ers. It has now moved to two and two and a half uh, for the Rams. And who knows? It might, be, uh, it might be golf versus Bradford at that point, but James... Who are you taking San Francisco versus uh the uh, Los Angeles?
1: Wow. Uh that's an ugly, ugly week one matchup there. Uh screw it. Let's go, Chip.
0: <laughs> chip chip for the win. Uh and uh why not? Uh, why not? And everybody will freak out and then say we should have kept in the Eagles will lose to the Browns and it'll be a, a great uh, fiasco. Matt, who are you taking in that one? Uh Rams by two and a half. Boy, does does does,
2: does anybody have a worse roster than San Francisco? <laughs>
0: Top can you think of anybody think so. off the
2: top of your head that, like, you're just, like, top to bottom? You're just like, Jesus. Like, who in, who in San Francisco catches the ball? You know, Carlos Hyde runs the ball. Who throws the ball?
0: Uh, who Blaine who can rush to, the passer? Blaine Cameron. to Torrey Smith.
2: <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do with, like, I mean, they've got, um. oh, what's his name, uh, Reed from a few years ago. But, you know, they just are going to, like, oh, man. They've got nobody on the back end. Eric
1: Reed, Reed, yeah,
2: Eric Reed, Reed, and then they just they just drafted Juciczyk Tart, and you know Chip's gonna hate him. Like I don't know, you know, you're just thinking about who's gonna cover the back end, who's gonna who's gonna stop anything on that team. You know, it's just gonna be Navarro Bowman versus Todd Gurley, and I gotta figure that Todd Gurley (laughs) will get the best of him sometimes. So you know, to me, ah, you gotta take St. Louis. They're only two point favorites. Yeah. Just I got to take St. Louis, the artist formerly known as St. Louis.
0: Yes, there you go. There is it, there you go.
1: All right, Matt's convinced me. I'm taking the St. Louis Rams. And <laughs> no, <I'll
0: make> one. <laughs> I guess then I would ring the bell because I'm a because I'm a chip pod, right? I guess that's how I have to ring the bell. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna say San Francisco squeezes one out, and that's probably like one of uh, one of one wins on the season for uh, the Forty ers something like
1: and that, and then and then and then chip gets to sean watson and builds an empire in san francisco <laughs> there you go shit
0: that's there it is in 70 million dollars in cap room or whatever the hell they're dealing with over
1: there.
0: <laughs> uh well can
1: you imagine can real quick real
0: quick can you imagine if he ended up with deshaun oh watson my God. out there i think jesus I think everybody would just sh- well depending <laughs> de- depending he might, who knows he might be fired after this year too he might not even give a chance to if you believe all the uh whatever else is going on he's upset with balky or all the other dumb rumors that are kind of floating around here it's lying season so that's my final thought here be protective uh overreact if you want to because it's okay because there's nothing going on right now and uh you know have a little fun with it just don't don't get uh, too carried away i'm very excited to see every single one of you at the draft party i know sean is over at philly influencer as well uh like i said the draft party t-shirts we're gonna extend that until thursday 2 p.m eastern so if you didn't get a chance to get one of those. Definitely do. If you're not going to be at the party, it's okay. We ship those out too. Uh, it'll just take a little longer to probably get to you, but uh, they're they're well worth it. The guys over at ATLS Apparel have done a fantastic job of putting these together. Uh, Matt, final thoughts from you, sir. Uh, I bet the Sean Watson won't be the first quarterback drafted next year. Whoa. Did you think of Dobbs? Whoa. Actually, I would think my pick right now would be Brad Kaya. Wow. All right. Brad Kaya, yeah. we'll stick that in your... Under your hats, uh, James, any final thoughts about Yeah,
1: this was fun. I got a little fiery, I enjoyed it. Thank you for letting me get fiery, fellas. Um, as I said, the Eagles will go one and 15 and get Deshaun Watson. Yes, oh, wait, I mean, the Niners. <laughs> sorry, 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 man.
0: I would, I would, I would love that. <laughs> I would love I would be, that.
1: real quick, real quick. I would be so in. Seriously, I will give up a year for Deshaun Watson. If, I will if, in a second. If
0: you draft, draft Zeke at eight. And go one in fifteen. Oh, I will. Whoa, whoa, I will. Oh, I will. Oh I, I. I will tell you this right now. I will tattoo whatever you want on my chest for the rest of my life. Honestly, How, yes. Howie, if you are listening to this, <laughs> Zeke at eight, uh, Deshaun Watson won a, in two thousand seventeen. Whatever you want, I'll be a walking billboard for the rest of my life if that happens. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to episode number one fifty nine. If you have any complaints, just tweet us at. Brandon Gautin, uh, and he can handle all of that. For those that you uh, that like the pod, uh, please rate, subscribe, review wherever you're listening. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, if you have the uh, podcatcher app of, of any sort, uh, the RSS feed is easily found on the SoundCloud, or just message one of us at John Barchard, at James Zeltzer 975, and at Oh wow, hmm, Uh You can find us there on Twitter. Thanks again. We'll catch you right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.
2: Folks, we have now reached our final destination of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We realize you have a choice in podcast, and we thank you for choosing ours.